0: Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove, and I'm here on our daily Bible reading plan. I'm so glad you joined us as we continue reading through the Bible. We're so close to the end of January. Look at you guys. You made it through a month. We're almost there at the end of this week. We'll celebrate that together. But until then, let's continue on our Bible reading plan. We will be starting today in Psalm 120. So here we go. Follow along if you're reading or just let this be spoken over you, but let's read Psalm 120. I call on the Lord in my distress and he answers me. Save me, Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. What will he do to you and what more besides you deceitful tongue? He will punish you with a warrior's sharp arrows, with burning coals of the broom bush. Woe to me that I dwell in Meshach, that I live among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I lived among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Psalm 121 I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. I rejoiced with those who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord, according to the statute given to Israel. There stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Psalm 123 I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, As the eyes of a female slave look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he shows us mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy on us, for we have endured no end of contempt. We have endured no end of ridicule from the arrogant, of contempt from the proud. Psalm 124 If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, If the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 125 Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forever. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, For then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace be on Israel. Psalm 126 When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Psalm 127 Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. 2 Samuel 17 Ahithophel said to Absalom, I would choose 12,000 men and set out tonight in pursuit of David. I would attack him while he is weary and weak. I would strike him with terror, and then all the people with him will flee. I would strike down only the king and bring all the people back to you. The death of the man you seek will mean the return of all. All the people will be unharmed. This plan seemed good to Absalom and to the elders of Israel. But Absalom said, Summon also Hushai the Archite, so we can hear what he has to say as well. When Hushai came to him, Absalom said, Ahithophel has given this advice. Should we do what he says? If not, give us your opinion." Hushai replied to Absalom, The advice Ahithophel has given is not good this time. You know your father and his men. They are fighters, and as fierce as a wild bear robbed of her cubs. Besides, your father is an experienced fighter. He will not spend the night with the troops. Even now, he is hidden in a cave or some other place. If he should attack your troops first, whoever hears about it will say, There has been a slaughter among the troops who follow Absalom. Then even the bravest soldier, whose heart is like the heart of a lion, will melt with fear, for all Israel knows that your father is a fighter and that those with him are brave. So I advise you let all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, as numerous as the sand on the seashore, be gathered to you, with you yourself leading them into battle. Then we will attack him wherever he may be found, and we will fall on him. As dew settles on the ground, neither he nor any of his men will be left alive. If he withdraws into a city, then all Israel will bring ropes to that city, and we will drag it down to the valley until not so much as a pebble is left. Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Hushai the Archite is better than that of Ahithophel, for the Lord had determined to frustrate the good advice of Ahithophel in order to bring disaster on Absalom. Hushai told Zadok and Abiathar the priests, Ahithophel has advised Absalom and the elders of Israel to do such and such, but I have advised them to do so and so. Now send a message at once and tell David, Do not spend the night at the fords in the wilderness. Cross over without fail, or the king and all the people with him will be swallowed up. Jonathan and Ahimeaz were staying at Enrogel. A female servant was to go and inform them, and they were to go and tell King David, for they could not risk being seen entering the city. But a young man saw them and told Absalom. So the two of them left at once and went to the house of a man in Mahuram. He had a well in his courtyard, and they climbed down into it. His wife took a covering and spread it over the opening of the well and scattered grain over it. No one knew anything about it. When Absalom's men came to the woman at the house, they asked, Where are Ahimeaz and Jonathan? The woman answered them. They crossed over the brook. The men searched but found no one, so they returned to Jerusalem. After they had gone, the two climbed out of the well and went to inform King David. They said to him, Set out and cross the river at once. Ahithophel has advised such and such against you. So David and all the people with him set out and crossed the Jordan. By daybreak, no one was left who had not crossed the Jordan. When Ahithophel saw that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey and set out for his house in his hometown. He put his house in order and then hanged himself. So he died and was buried in his father's tomb. David went to Mahanaim, and Absalom crossed the Jordan with all the men of Israel, Absalom had appointed Amasa over the army in place of Joab. Amasa was the son of Jether, an Ishmaelite, who had married Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, and the sister of Zariah, the mother of Joab. The Israelites and Absalom camped in the land of Gilead. When David came to Mahanaim, Shobi, son of Nahash, from Rabbah of the Ammonites, and Mikar, son of Amiel, from Lodabar, and Barzillai, the Gileadite, from Rogalim, brought bedding and bowls and articles of pottery. They also brought wheat and barley, flour and roasted grain, beans and lentils, honey and curds, sheep and cheese from cow's milk for David and his people to eat. For they said, The people have become exhausted and hungry and thirsty in the wilderness. 2 Samuel chapter 18 David mustered the men who were with him and appointed over them commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. David sent out his troops, a third under the command of Joab, a third under Joab's brother Abishai, son of Zariah, and a third under Ittai, the Gittite. The king told the troops, I myself will surely march out with you. But the men said, You must not go out. If we are forced to flee, they won't care about us. Even if half of us die, they won't care. But you are worth 10,000 of us. It would be better now for you to give us support from the city. The king answered, I will do whatever seems best to you. So the king stood beside the gate while all his men marched out in units of hundreds and thousands. The king commanded Joab, Abishai, and Ittai, Be gentle with the young man Absalom for my sake. And all the troops heard the king giving orders concerning Absalom to each of the commanders. David's army marched out to the city to fight Israel, and the battle took place in the forest of Ephraim. There, Israel's troops were routed by David's men, and the casualties that day were great: 20,000 men. The battle spread out over the whole countryside, and the forest swallowed up more men that day than the sword. Now Absalom happened to meet David's men. He was riding his mule, and as the mule went under the thick branches of a large oak, Absalom's hair got caught in the tree. He was left hanging in midair while the mule he was riding kept on going. When one of the men saw what had happened, he told Joab, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak tree. Joab said to the man who had told him this, What? You saw him? Why didn't you strike him to the ground right there? Then I would have had to give you ten shekels of silver and a warrior's belt. But the man replied, Even if a thousand shekels were weighed out into my hands, I would not lay a hand on the king's son. In our hearing, the king commanded you and Abishai, and Ittii, protect the young man Absalom for my sake, and if I had put my life in jeopardy, and nothing is hidden from the king, you would have kept your distance from me. Joab said, I'm not going to wait like this for you. So he took three javelins in his hand, and plunged them into Absalom's heart while Absalom was still alive in the oak tree, and ten of Joab's armor bearers surrounded Absalom, struck him, and killed him. Then Joab sounded the trumpet, and the troops stopped pursuing Israel, for Joab halted them. They took Absalom, threw him into a big pit in the forest, and piled up a large heap of rocks over him. Meanwhile, all the Israelites fled to their homes. During his lifetime, Absalom had taken a pillar and erected it in the king's valley as a monument to himself, for he thought, I have no son to carry on the memory of my name, He named the pillar after himself, and it is called Absalom's monument to this day. Now Ahimeaz, son of Zadok, said, Let me run and take the news to the king that the Lord has vindicated him by delivering him from the hand of his enemies. You are not the one to take the news today, Joab told him. You may take the news another time, but you must not do so today, because the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to a Cushite, Then Joab said to a Cushite, Go tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed before Joab and ran off. Ahimeaz, son of Zadok, again said to Joab, Come what may, please let me run behind the Cushite. But Joab replied, My son, why do you want to go? You don't have any news that will bring you a reward. He said, Come what may, I want to run. So Joab said, Run. Then Ahimeaz, ran by way of the plain, and outran the Cushite. When David was sitting between the inner and outer gates, the watchman went up to the roof of the gateway by the wall. As he looked out, he saw a man running alone. The watchman called out to the king and reported it. The king said, If he is alone, he must have good news. And the runner came closer and closer. Then the watchman saw another runner, and he called down to the gatekeeper, Look, another man running alone. The king said, He must be bringing good news too. The watchman said, It seems to me that the first one runs like Ahimeaz, son of Zadok. He's a good man, the king said. He comes with good news. Then Ahimaaz called out to the king, All is well. He bowed down before the king with his face to the ground and said, Praise be to the Lord your God. He has delivered up those who lifted their hands against my lord the king. The king asked, Is the young man Absalom safe? Ahimeaz answered, I saw great confusion just as Joab was about to send the king's servant and me, your servant, but I don't know what it was. The king said, Stand aside and wait here. So he stepped aside and stood there. Then the Cushite arrived and said, My lord the king, hear the good news. The Lord has vindicated you today by delivering you from the hand of all who rose up against you. The king asked the Cushite, Is the young man Absalom safe? The Cushite replied, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise up to harm you be like that young man. The king was shaken. He went up to the room over the gateway and wept. As he went, he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. This now concludes the reading for day 27 of our Bible reading plan. Let me give you just a couple of quick thoughts around this story. This story centers around Absalom, David's son. Absalom wanted to take over the kingdom. He so selfishly wanted power and prestige that he was willing to do whatever it took to get it. It all started at the gate while David was still sitting in his palace. He cleverly positioned himself to hear people's complaints. He wanted people to come to him instead of the king. Eventually, he knew this would lead to people's love for him over loving David. Oh, don't be so judgy. I see this happen all the time. You know, you're at work and your boss makes a rough decision that nobody likes. So what do you do? You allow everybody to come to you to talk about your boss. Or maybe it's a friend and that friend is acting a little bit goofy. And so you allow all your other friends to come to you to voice their concern. Or maybe more as Christians, we do it this way. We let everybody come to us with their prayer request for that other person. It's all alike. It's an attempt to make your name for yourself over supporting someone else. Absalom was so overtaken by his greed for power that he wouldn't even listen to the advice of his advisor, Ahithophel. So with disregard for what he was being advised, Absalom makes the fatal decision to pursue David. He was critically blinded by his own quest for power. How blinded are you? The truth is, we all get blinded by what we want. It causes us to not think clearly and miss the danger signs in front of us. Imagine Absalom hanging in the tree by his hair, thinking to himself, how did I get here? He was leading a battle against his own father, the king. Stop and think for a moment about your life. What decisions have you made that can be traced back to greed? I know no one ever wants to admit of having greed, but the truth is every single one of us has had our footsteps shaped by the lust for more. But there's always time to turn back. There's always time to soften your heart and let God redirect your footsteps. All you have to do is ask. So may you guard your heart from greed. May you find yourself carefully weighing your every move and making wise decisions. And may you find the peace of God as you allow Him to build your future. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.